All righty. So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our Developabilities Podcast episode for today. For those of you who know me, but for those that you don't, my name is Eric Stoker, and I'm the Information Specialist for the Utah Development Displays Council, and we have an amazing show for you today. This month is Autism Acceptance Month, and we have a two-part podcast episode for you to listen to. In part one, you will hear from self-advocates about what autism acceptance means to them and to hear what they're doing. In part two, you will hear from the parents' perspective and how they're helping their kids and adults with autism find their place in the world. So let's get started with part one. So joining me here in the studio is a group of self-advocates with autism, and I will introduce themselves and to tell what state they're from and to tell them a little bit about themselves. And so I'm going to start off with you, Ashley, and go ahead. Okay, so my name is Ashley Sattler. I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Beaumont, Texas. I love to express myself creatively, and I love to paint, draw, volunteer at the Art of Greater Beaumont, and I also make t-shirt designs on my iPad for Stormage Weekend Crew. Um, yeah, I love to be creative with how I draw, with how I paint, and, and stuff like that. And I do a lot of volunteer work at the ARC. There's four awesome people that work there as well. I help them with like making coloring sheets for Parents Night Out. And I do face, uh, and I do a lot of face painting. That's awesome, Ashley. I'd love to see some of your artwork um, when you send me that picture of yourself. I'd love to see some. So who wants to go next? Max or, Max or Renee? Renee, you can go first. Go to Renee. Go for it. Thank you very much, Eric. Aloha, everyone. My name is Renee Manfredi, and I am a Special Olympics athlete. I moved, I recently, or I spent the last 16 years in the land of Aloha, Hawaii. And in 2021, my family and I made the big leap from the Aloha State to the Lone Star State of Texas. I now live in the Waco area of Texas. I am a SOTEX athlete. I am also a paid consultant with Special Olympics International, as well as a health messenger, a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger, a self-advocate, and a paid consultant for Tammy Everard Consulting. And it's so exciting to be here. We're really excited to have you too, Renee. Max? Hi, hello, everybody. My name is Maximilian Lowe. I'm 40 years old, 40 years old, and I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Currently, I serve as the Vice Chair of the Nevada Governor's Council on Developmental Disabilities, and I'm also a graduate of the Partners in Policy Program of Class of 2022. I'm also involved with the Statewide Independent Living Council's Employment First Committee in order to make Nevada an employment first for those with disabilities in Nevada. Um, I, I am also just recently was appointed the state captain for the ARC's um, um, Disability Policy Seminar in two weeks in on the 24th of April and um I I'm involved I recently had testified in uh, in our state legislature for SB 315 on for the disability rights um bill of rights in Nevada I I am I am currently um in participating in the 700 hour program for vocational rehab because I want to work for the state of Nevada uh, but I'm working on currently going to get have to get my driver's license so I can get the job that I really want. So I'm a life has been a journey. Life is a highway for me. So that's basically what it is for me. <laughs> that's awesome, Max. I hope you do get your driver's license. You'll have to let us know. 
So my next question is, what does autism acceptance mean to you? And we heard, and when I'm going to start off with you, Renee, and then we'll go, then we'll go to Max and then Ashley, for, and then let's go from there. So Renee, what does autism acceptance mean to you? Thank you very much for asking, Eric. Autism acceptance means to me, what that means is that we are given the same respect and our we are given the same respect as those with more visible disabilities. And it also means that others have a better understanding of what autism is. We're not just pushed to the side and left in the gap of services group, left to fend for ourselves. We have the supports and services that we need that are available to us like others who receive home and community-based services. It's also important that People understand that people with autism, we have feelings just like everybody else. We want friends like everybody else, and we may not always know how to express things, but it doesn't mean that we don't want them and we aren't often lonely. That's what autism acceptance means to me. That's awesome, Renee. What does autism acceptance mean to you, Max? Excuse me, autism acceptance to me means embracing our uniqueness and how we see and think about the world. And for me, it means embracing who I am and being true to myself. We all, we are all one of a kind, and and each of our unique differences and talents talents make our world more interesting and richer. I love that answer, Max. So, Ashley, what does autism acceptance mean to you? So, mine is kind of like how what Max was saying. It's uh, autism acceptance means to me that I'm finally accepted for who I am. I don't have to change for anyone. Like everyone is created differently for a reason. And we all live and learn and see the world differently. So it's really a beautiful thing because each person has something each different to offer. And I like how we all can be uh, like different because like being like the same is boring and everyone as a, generation and as a whole even can offer something different and i think it's that's a great and beautiful thing i agree with you on that one ashley so my next question is what are things you want people to know about you and your autism and i'm gonna have, have max start us off on that question um, you know, okay yeah okay i wasn't diagnosed with asperger's until i was 16 years old in 1999 um, I'm for me, I'm a late bloomer socially with things. Um, I have three college degrees, two bachelor's two bachelor's degrees in history and psychology and a master's in social work from UNLV. Um, academically, I, I'm really I, I have the I have the education. Right now I lack the employment. And also I'm you know, just like recently, like a year ago, I just started learning to enjoy a little bit of alcohol, for example. I'm like like loud crowded places loud noises really really bothers me i get really distracted because i have adhd and anxiety as well and you know i so you know i don't test well and that's why i said that you know what perhaps i fail the drive test four times hopefully the fifth time will be a pass and i failed my social work licensing exam twice, which I don't know if I'm going to retake it or not, depending on what job I apply with the state. So depending on things, it's like 
it's up in the air, but at the same time, I have goals, and I do, I do, I really, I do want to go in more in the political route as well. So, like, I, I really want to be the administrator for the state's aging and disability service division. So, I'm, I'm going to work towards that goal. So, the thing is, is I have the mind here. It's just like a lot of the social stuff is really at the late. I'm really like trying to catch up 20 years later, basically. That's awesome, Max. Um, Renee or Ashley, who wants to go off and ask our um, answer our next question we have? Who wants to start us off? Who wants to go next? Renee, do you want to go? Go for it. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> so some of the things that I would want people to know about me living with autism is that it's an invisible disability. You can't see it or hear it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. And that has been kind of my biggest hurdle. When I am with friends who are in wheelchairs or present differently, um, <clears throat> autism means that I don't always process things quickly or in a way somebody else does. It means that I'm sometimes on the outside looking in, watching others interact and have friends and never really being included. Today, however, I can say, I know a lot of people because of my work and the exposure I get because, and the exposure I get, but friends, people who ask me how I'm doing today or call just to chat, well, that doesn't happen. But however, I don't fo really focus on that. I focus on what I consider my mission to be and the path that is before me. I go through the doors that open to me because I am hoping that I am making someone else's journey easier than mine has been. And yes, there are things that I do. I recite movies and I talk to myself and it may seem strange and scary to somebody else, but that's just my way of relieving stress and getting rid of anxiety or just my way of saying, hi, I'm excited to be here, aren't you? But it's that excitement that I have gets so built up that it just comes out in a way that maybe someone didn't expect. And it also means that I am in a very underserved population for people with IDD that have health issues. There are a lot out there that face a lot of health disparities that as a health messenger in Special Olympics that I am trying to change. So that's what I would want someone to know. That's awesome, Renee. That's awesome, Renee. Good answer. Hi, Whitney. Welcome to our um, the Bubble Ace podcast recording. How are you doing? Good. Sorry, I'm running late. I'm dealing with a lot of um, pain this week. Oh, that's so fun. We're glad you're on the show today. We're just on our um, third our third question about what are things you want people to know about you and your autism. So I'll come. Do you want to tell people what are things you want people to know about you and your autism? Okay. Go for um, it. So for me, I like people to know that um, aut autism is both, you know, an invisible disability. You can't tell if someone's autistic or not. And also it's a dynamic um, disability, meaning that people's abilities, you know, to function essentially change from day to day or um, on, depending on life circumstances. And so functioning labels don't really work. Um, it's more of the spectrum is not a linear spectrum. It is a multifaceted spectrum. That's awesome. And Ashley, what is what are things you want people to know about you and your autism? 
Okay, so what people, what I want people to know for about me and my autism is, is that I'm very optimistic and expressive. Like my emotions and my actions might be, let's say, bigger than anybody else's. Um, I do have high functioning anxiety as well, and I do try to keep it under control because I do have some sensory, like. Uh, like fidget toys and I have like like stress balls or whatever to keep me like occupied people think or they look at me different because I like why does she need that need that it's it's a very like calming like way for me because I like I can't help the way I I feel sometimes and I and I try to keep it under control it's just I it's just, uh, it's hard to explain sometimes, but it helps me, like, be in that calming state. No worries, Ashley. Good answers, guys. So my last question is, what advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? And I'm going to start with you, Whitney. So what advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? What advice would you Please. give them? So the advice that and I learned to use is learning to you um except that you know being autistic um i kind of taken it a step further and i actually embrace it um acceptance and dbt doesn't mean necessarily that you love it but it yeah there's no moral there's no judgment on whether it's good or bad it just simply is and then i also suggest listening to look reach out for short resources that are written or led by autistic people because you get a very different view than those um, resources created by non-autistic people. Um, like I, I, one of the first resources I used was like the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and um, the Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network both have like really helped me and are both are led by autistic people. That's awesome. Renee, what advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? What advice would you give? Thank you for asking. The one thing that the one piece of advice that I would give to them is hold on to your faith. Don't give up. And remember that God has a plan and a purpose for you. You may not be able to see it at that moment, but it is there. You just have to keep taking it one step at a time. And don't be afraid to step through those open doors. You never know where those doors are going to lead. All you have to do is just take that leap of faith. I love that answer, Renee. Ashley, what advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? What's your advice? My advice would be don't give up on yourself or your dreams. A very good friend of mine has always said to me that I can do scary things, and I'm continuing to do that every day. And another has stuck, to me, uh, stuck beside me is perfection kills joy. Another friend told me that, but it's also true because you can't expect everything to be to be perfect. So like I would say to just live in the moment and to just be yourself because there's not like another, like somebody like you besides, you know, you. I love that answer, Ashley. What about you, Max? What advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? Okay, thank you for asking that question. As a self-advocate, the first step is to participate in your state's partners and policy program because through this program, you will learn all the tools you'll need to be a great self-advocate. 
once and also like once you complete the program, do apply to serve on your council. You can also apply to serve on other councils or commissions in your state as well. Remember that when you serve on a DD council, that you 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 can't um, lobby but advocate and educate on policies to your legislatures. Also, from my personal experience, when dealing with the with the Desert Regional Center and my caseworkers there, I've had issues with them and. I didn't have an advocate on my side. It wasn't until I reached out to an old friend who connected me to a wonderful advocate who is assisting me. And as a result, I'm doing a lot of research on agency policies, regulations, and procedures. And from what I've learned, I have plans on becoming Aging and Disability Service Division Administrator or DHHS Director in Nevada and eventually run for state assembly in the future. We forget that advocacy goes both ways. We advocate for others, but when we need help, we feel powerless when we face issues ourselves. Never be ashamed to ask for help. Asking for help is a strength, not a weakness. As they say, a superhero can save the world, but who saves the superhero? Thank you. Max, I love that answer. That's a good segment to, to be in part, part, part one. So I just wanted to say thank you to Max, Ashley, Renee, and Whitney for being on our podcast episode today. We really appreciate it. And coming up next, folks, we are going to hear from Sydney, who is from Washington, and we're going to hear from what autism acceptance means to her. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll hear from, from Sydney. So we'll be right back okay. after these messages. Welcome back, everybody, to part one of our Autism Acceptance Month podcast episode. We're really excited you guys returned. So joining me now here in the studio is my good friend Sydney from the great state of Washington. And Sydney, thank you so much for going to be on our call today. I mean, not called podcast episode. We really appreciate it today. Yeah, thank you for having me here today. It's my pleasure, Sydney. So my first question is, tell us a bit about yourself for the viewers back home. Well, I was born in well, I was born in Renton, Washington, and then I moved to Juneau, Alaska, in 1998, and I lived up there for th 23 years, and then I was involved in self advocate stuff like. Like I was in the LEND program through University of Alaska Anchorage, and then I was on the Alaska Governor's Council on Disabilities and Special Education, and I spoke at events like the Key Coalition Rally, the Peer Power, Peer Power Pillage and Symposium, and the I gave a public testimony at the Senate Health and Social Services Committee meeting. And then in 2021, I moved from Alaska to Washington, and now I serve on the Washington State Developmental Disabilities Council. I work for SNAP, and I work for the University of Washington as a part of their Echo Autism Hub team. Also, I'm an individual with autism. I was diagno fully diagnosed when I was eight years old. Sounds like you get around a lot, Sydney, with all those committees you're on. How do you do that all the time? How do you keep yourself occupied like when they're on your schedule? Um, I just keep myself busy with my work and also during our washing during our meetings, I have was able to take time off. I have a great supervisor who allows me to to advocate for our community community here. That's awesome, Sydney. So my next question is, what does autism acceptance mean to you? 
Autism acceptance means celebrating your accomplishments you achieved over the years with your autism and never letting your autism stop you from doing what you want to do in your life. I love that. I love that, Sydney. So what are things you want people to know about you and your autism? What are things you want people to know? Uh, just that I struggled with a lot growing up. I had to learn how to overcome high school, getting my learner's permit, driver's license, and um, finding employment, and also moving from Alaska to Washington. And also that autism, it affects your social, your communication skills, and I had to learn how to overcome that as well. That's awesome, Sydney. So, so what advice would you give to a self-advocate that has autism and is starting its self-advocacy journey? What advice would you give them? I would just tell them to not give up. You know, as you're starting your self-advocacy journey, you're, you have to find a certain topic in your, in your journey to, that relates with you. And also just to, Keep fighting for what you believe in and never give up on yourself. That's awesome advice, Sydney. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is great. My pleasure, Sydney. And thank you, viewers, for tuning into part one of our Disabilities Podcast episode for Autism Acceptance Month. If you'd like to continue on this Autism Acceptance Month podcast journey, um, stick around. We got part two coming up next, and that will be hearing from the family members' perspective about how they're helping their kids and adults with autism. So you don't want to miss it, folks. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm.